Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. Until my daddy went to be with the Lord at age 93 a couple of years ago, I always called him daddy ever since I was a little girl. And I think it's stronger in the South that young women refer to their fathers as daddy. But I would often ask my friends or see my friends interact with their dads. And I became very grateful that I feel that I had one of the best dads, one of the best fathers anyone could ever hope for. My dad had been a Navy pilot during World War II, and then he and mom got married right at the end of the war and started their families. And I've just been very blessed in my childhood to have a good role models in both of my parents. But I especially knew I could run to daddy, and I became daddy's girl because I knew he would take up for me the little chubby girl that everyone else made fun of. And I could always let him hear my problems and he would, you know, do everything he could to make life better for all of us. But I felt like it was very special and toward me, as I hope many children do toward their parents. But every book and publication that I've ever written, I always include either within it or as the foreword, the letter that my dad left on my pillow when I was a troubled teenager. And the way that this had happened is that um, I had asked I guess many times if I had to go to school. I hated going to school because I was overweight and I was bullied and I just I, I just didn't want to be there. So every time I would go through one of these moods and changes, I would run away from home. And most of the time I would come back. But one time I was gone for six weeks. And when I finally came back, I still didn't want to stay. I don't know what it was, but God was giving me a heart toward teenagers, especially those who were picked on or bullied or those who had trouble relating to teachers. And of course, that's why I became a teacher. And I think that's why I was successful as a teacher also. But this is the letter that was left by my dad that I did not get for 20 years after the time that it was written. And this is the letter. My darling baby girl, I write this as you have threatened to run away again, and I'm leaving this on your pillow with the hopes that you'll get it before you leave. I know at 17 you're a young woman now, and we can't stop you from going. Your mom and I have asked ourselves a thousand times where we went wrong, where we failed you. I would give anything if we could go back to the days when you were daddy's little girl, and you would snuggle up on my lap and bring all of your hurts and wounds to me to make better. I only blame myself for all that has gone wrong wrong, and I would give my very life for another chance to make it right. I didn't see soon enough how much you were hurting. I didn't see the times that you cried. Mommy and I have prayed and cried for you more than you will ever know, and we have asked if we were too strict, too lenient, too giving, or not giving enough. All we know is that we love you, and we want you to please come talk to us. Won't you reconsider before you leave again, and let's see if we just can't work it out one more time. Dearest Debbie girl, we love you with no strings attached. God brought you to us, and no matter what, you will always be our precious baby girl. When you come home and read this, no matter how late it is, please come talk to us. We love you so much. Always, 
your loving daddy. Well, I didn't get that letter that night as I had run away again and wouldn't return for over a month. And the road beyond that night became even worse for a while. And as I dropped out of high school and started to experiment with drugs and alcohol and the things kids do today, it's completely different. But of course, I did return, as you know. And when I did, it was at the Missouri State Teacher of the Year Banquet. We were seated in the rotunda of the state capitol, and I was one of the five speakers of the teachers that night, being honored along with families and school administrators. And I had one little gift my mother put over in front of me in a little box. And I thought, oh, she's finally given me a little pendant that says Teacher of the Year, wonderful daughter, great human being. But as I opened this little box, there was nothing in it but a little piece of cotton. And mom said, look under the cotton. And when I did, I opened up a crinkled, yellowed, tear-stained piece of paper that she had placed in there instead of a gift. And I'm getting ready to speak and mascara's running down my face as I read my darling baby girl. I write this as you have threatened to run away again. And I'm leaving this on your pillow with the hopes that you'll get it before you leave. I know at 17, you're a young woman, and now I was 30, maybe 35, 36, and all of these years later, Mom had kept that. And I looked at her, and I said, Mother, how could you give this to me at a time such as this? And she said, I knew there'd be just the right time, sweetie. And she was so right. I didn't read or deliver my planned speech for the Teacher of the Year banquet. Instead, I read this letter and wept like a baby. None of us could ever imagine that that would be the time that I took off my mask and I became who God intended me to be, someone who was humbled, someone who knew that what the enemy had meant for harm, God would use for good. And as I watched my parents, all their past struggles and all their sleepless nights and the worrying had finally become worth it all. So I stand as living proof that remaking your life is possible when you let God be the one. He has to be the one who remakes it. And for those who think that it's too late, it's never too late. He knows the formula because he's the one that created us in the beginning. God, I pray for those right now that are going through struggles with owning up to their pasts or having others find out about what they used to be. God, I thank that you celebrate the before and after stories that you have given us in our lives. And I pray for the one right now that needs to release their new story to you to be used for others that they too might open the next chapter of their stories. And I thank you for that friend listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.